Hey everyone, welcome to our pilot and launch episode of Naturally Supernatural. Jade here, Director of GGC College of Supernatural Ministry in Sydney, Australia and part of GGC Life Church. My passion is to raise up sons and daughters and to see men and women living out their God-given calling and dreams and to live naturally, supernaturally, walking by the power of Holy Spirit. On this podcast, you will hear stories about revival, miracles, encounters with God, and moving in the gifts of Holy Spirit, such as healing, prophecy, creativity, pioneering, leading, and much, much more from everyday believers who are living courageously for Jesus. Listen as we unpack theology, culture, and real stories that we believe will unlock the naturally supernatural life in you too. Bless you guys. Hey, we are kicking off our first episode today of Naturally Supernatural, where, you know, we are going to be sharing stories about revival, kingdom culture, and miracles that God is doing today in Australia and through Aussie! Woo! Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. Boom. Boom. (laughs) You have to say like an Aussie. Boom. Boom. Anyway, well... Let's start off, uh, Renee. Why don't we introduce each other a little Very bit? Very cool. I'll go first because you were born first. <laughs> <laughs> so Jade was born just a few years before me, <laughs> and she has had an incredible life, an incredible career, very hardworking woman. Um, she was in the HR industry for a very long time because her heart is for people. It's transcended into ministry <laughs> she met jesus as a 14 year old yeah pretty at, young yes. at youth camp and you know just encountered jesus in a, in a beautiful way and the, it's never been the same since Amen. just glory to glory from such a tender young age and um yeah so years of being such a witness for the kingdom and jesus yeah it's just been in lay ministry for a long time <laughs> yeah so. You know, I feel like you probably resonate with that. Like when you encounter, when you genuinely encounter Jesus, the lover of your soul, everything, I know it's corny, everything changes, but you just can't help. Mm-hmm. But you, you want to know him. You want to live for him. And you start, you start knowing that there's something greater than just you and the fact that we have the privilege of being in his story. So, yeah, I love that. And, and so, yeah, thanks for the introduction as well, Renee. Yeah. Uh, I guess Not how much. we've met, you know. <laughs> so you're all one of, you were one of our ministry students at the College of Supernatural. And it's just been such a joy getting to know you, Renee. Renee, one of my earliest memories of you is just your passion for Jesus and your hunger and your your your, your constant asking questions and wanting to actually see the word of God be real in your life, mm-hmm. and real in your heart. Like you knew it, but you wanted it to be more than just in your mind and in your head. And so it was so cool seeing you blossom through ministry school, seeing you not just know the, the word of God, but actually allow the word of God to like, hit your heart to Mm -hmm. transform you to heal you and then to see you powerfully minister by walking in the holy spirit i feel like one of my favorite memories is seeing you on the mission field for when the college students went on to the philippines and gosh the way you just preached the gospel with such clarity and confidence and seeing you then just give words of knowledge 
and women coming up responding to very very specific words and this being radically set free transformed even at that crusade where you preach like you know at least 30 people responded it's just a powerful time and i love that you did it all as a daughter as a loved daughter <laughs> of the most high king so really proud of you and excited that we're chatting a little bit more about the miracles of god mm -hmm. so yeah yeah been an incredible mentor jade couldn't have done it without you <laughs> giving me that that healthy kick up the butt <laughs> whenever i needed it um but what i find interesting even though like a lot of our there's a lot of similarities between us there's a lot of differences as well in terms of like i grew up in a very like supernatural like believing church um but you went to like conservative churches mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah in your teen years so I wanted to ask, like, I don't know, I'm always curious, like, what were your first experiences with yeah. miracles and signs and, and wonders? It's natural. Yeah, so, I mean, I wasn't from a believing family, but I was the first believer in my family, but they're all now saved. Yeah. Praise God. Wild. Yeah, wild stories on their own. You know, I, even though I didn't know Jesus until about 14, like, I also, I did hear about him and I knew of him. Yeah. And, I used to just by myself in my room as a little kid sing songs to him. You know, I would like, um, I remember having the most crazy nightmare being pulled to hell as a little child and then waking up saying, God, if you're real, I don't want those anymore. And I've never had nightmares since I was like five years old. Wow. So, but to your question, yes, when I finally fully understood the gospel and and I feel like even just the, the, the first moment I started believing, it was such a supernatural thing because I had known about Jesus. I was talking to Jesus in my own way, but no one had actually explained the full gospel to me. And in particular, as a young child, I, you know, I was the surprise third child. And that <laughs> yeah. was a bit of an, a, a mistake and an accident. And so that's something that helped like kind of hung over me for a long time. And I just encountered Jesus and he, he ended up telling me, I predestined you. I wanted you even before the, the formation of the whole earth. And I heard him say that wow. straight into my heart. And in that moment, I just remember thinking, wow, Jesus, you are real and you are not just real. You are both my Lord and Savior. And when I gave my heart to the Lord, it was wild. Instantly, my, my spiritual ears were opened up and I could hear angels singing around me. And see, I hadn't been going to church at this point, so I didn't know anything, but I heard the song, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, the hour I first believed. So it's so wild. Um, fast forward, I wasn't allowed to go to church for quite a while, for a whole year. And when I finally did go to a church, it was a church that didn't believe in miracles, but they loved the Lord. <laughs> and so I, I still grew there and loved the Lord, loved the Bible. And I suppose it was in that environment when God himself, I think when you're hungry and you're seeking, you know, it's Jesus says, seek and you will find, knock and it will be open, ask and it will be answered unto you, right? So I just had this hunger in me and I continued to just search, search, search the scriptures. Even if I was told answers like, oh, miracles don't happen because we have the Bible or miracles only happen when it's like in a country without Bibles or different things like that, I, I was wrestling with him. And you know, something in me, I now know Holy Spirit was telling me, no, there is more. There is more. Keep seeking. 
And I remember at this point, I was a youth leader. Mm. And as a youth team, we were all ex- exploring what does it mean to walk by the spirit? And there was such a debate. Some people were saying like, well, the spirit, he, he just helps you understand scripture and like you're born again. And others were saying, no, like when Jesus says greater things you will do, he meant that there are greater things such yeah. as walking water, raising the dead, healing the sick. Um, and so at this t- this place of wrestling and me being convicted by the word of God alone, I remember just hungering for the more and talking to one friend. There's always that one person <laughs> in your life who just seems to be maybe just a little bit more on fire or just had a different experience of God than maybe you've had. I had that one friend and and she was fully believing in the in the manifestations of the gifts. And I remember she left one of these wrestling discussions with the youth leaders angry because no one could understand what she was saying. And I just ran after her to give her encouragement to let her know that, hey, it's not you. It's actually like something in us that is uncomfortable rather than you doing anything wrong. And in that moment, she just asked to pray for me. I happily received. And it was the first time I saw God open-eyed vision of him there he was just sitting on the throne beautiful glorious majestic and i could just hear him say jade i love you i love you i love you and suddenly he was holding this glorious mirror and you know at that time you know and i guess all girls go may go through this very self-conscious with staring in the mirror i really hated looking at mirrors for a variety of reasons but i heard god say look in the mirror and although i didn't want to you can't help but obey you want to obey the voice of the one you love and so i looked in that mirror and i immediately saw glory reflecting and i heard god say jade i love you and you are made in my image it's so wild and then from that moment on like that night you know during night service with a youth camp um the the pastor was sharing a bit about holy spirit and he stopped halfway and he goes you know what because i had told him what happened to me he goes you know what i'm going to stop preaching right now i just want this demonstrated jade like i just want you to get up and just pray for people and up i got and i didn't know what i was doing but i was just you know, following what I was picking up, I felt like now I know Holy Spirit leading me and and I would just know things about people as they came up to me and I'd lay hands on them, they'd fall over, like demons were being like flown out, like casted out of youth and it was terrifying, it was exciting, it was like me holding on to Jesus like in my heart, like, Lord, what in the world is going on? Because no one has ever taught us about this, no one ever said this could happen, I know it's in the Bible but we've never seen this before. So, and isn't it wild that that happens in a conservative church environment that does not believe in Mm. miracles and yet God makes a way. Yeah. But I'm keen to hear for you too, like, because you're in a way the opposite. You grew up knowing that this was normal. Yeah, I'd go to church some Sundays. I'm like, I just feel like chill today. You know, my grandpa's like preaching fire of God to come down wow. this every Sunday and I'm like oh okay yeah. <laughs> like, as a kid there were days I was like oh can we just sing hymns <laughs> but no I wouldn't change anything like God was there yeah. like as a little kid right because like for me it was a teenager when this all blew up yeah um 
you know, around 18. For you, you knew this younger. So was there a memory that you have as a little child of Holy Spirit doing something amazing? Um, I do have one memory. Like this happened a few times since, but not too many. It's like I used to dream a lot. So I always resonated with the story of Joseph, right? Yeah. Like even as a kid, I was like, God, you've called me to be a dream interpreter. Like <laughs> as a kid, like I just resonated with his story so much and what God did in Joseph. And um, when I was about nine, I remember we used to live up a hill, like a really steep hill. And in the dream, I'm walking up the hill and there was this really like demonic looking frog in front of me. I'm like nine years old. So yeah, it was wow. very scary. But I remember in the in the dream, my neighbor whacked it out of the way. Like he came next to me and he whacked it out of the way. It was very aggressive. And I was yeah. like, wow. And I remember looking up at the neighbor. It was like this tall, like mid-20s, like Caucasian guy. And I was like, are you my neighbor? And he was like, yep. And he just kept, keeps walking up. But the, the interesting thing is, is like at, in real life, I knew we had a neighbor downstairs, but I'd never seen what he looked like. Yeah. So in the dream, it was just like, I just knew he was my neighbor. Yes. The next day, I saw the actual neighbor downstairs, and it was exactly what wow. the guy looked like in my dream. Wow. <laughs> and I, I responded just like, oh, wow, of course. Of course, like, Jesus showed, like, Jesus knows. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It hasn't happened too many times, but it's happened a few times where I see someone like in in a dream that I've never seen before in the next day or in the coming days, I see them in real life. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. And I loved, like, as a kid, I just knew that was God. Like, it that wasn't is, a coincidence. That is amazing. And it's, yeah. it is true. We see God speak to us in so many different ways mm-hmm. in the Bible, um, through dreams, through yeah. the environment, through his still small voice. Yeah. Through, for people and of course the scripture itself the word of god so yeah you're talking about dreams that's definitely one of my favorite ways of hearing god's voice yeah but i guess before we dive too deeply into some of the stuff around like miracles about walking by the spirit of the fact that we are naturally supernatural Mm -hmm. i mean i thought maybe it'd be good to at least let you know our audience know a little bit like scripturally where some of the stuff is from i mean Walking by the Spirit, it's, you know, when you read Galatians. Yeah, it's all in Galatians, guys. Go read Galatians. <laughs> that whole book, 100%. It's like walk by the flesh, walk under the law, or walk by the Spirit. It's yeah. very clear there. But also, you know, you see it again in Paul's letters, like in Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12. He's talking about the, the gifts of the Spirit, right? And there's like prophecy, there's preaching, there's teaching, there's administration, there's a variety of gifts. And these are all gifts from God, from Jesus for the newborn, new creation that we are now part of because we believe in him, because he died and raised from the dead, just for our audience. And I feel like a lot of, some people know this stuff, some people might not know this stuff. And I know coming from the conservative circle, like when I first started opening the can of worms, it like, it literally felt like the floor beneath me was breaking apart. Oh my goodness. Literally, because like, I mean, for me, God was 
great and good but there was like a structure of how I understood him and there was a clear checklist of things I needed to do and that I was like a sinner and that at some point in the future maybe when Jesus returns things will get better but <laughs> but then realizing hang on a second when Jesus is saying greater things than you do he's not saying that we'll reach more people in our lifetimes because there's now like millions of Christians versus just one Jesus. Mm. Like he's actually saying we can do, you know, miracles, preach the gospel of power and so forth. And so I'll know I feel like, you know, you and I, we've heard these passages many, many times and you as a child would have you you probably would just like it's just part of your DNA. <laughs> but I know for me, like when this first got opened up, it was a wild experience. So you know, another part of the Bible that we know, Jesus himself teaches this stuff is in the Gospels. Like you can't avoid miracles and you can't avoid being naturally supernatural when you just look at the Gospels and you look at what Jesus taught, what he modeled and what he empowered his disciples to do. Like, you know, he, he talks about the kingdom of God is at hand and then he actually lives out the culture of the kingdom and he models the power of the kingdom. He then commands his you know, 12 disciples, but then later the 72, like he commands them, you know, Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 to 8, as you go, proclaim this message, the kingdom of heaven has come near, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy and cast out demons. So what does it mean to actually reveal the kingdom of God? It actually comes with power. It actually comes with all this sickness, all this stuff that doesn't exist in heaven gets obliterated. And then later, what people don't realize is when Jesus is doing the Great Commission, right? Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20, he's saying, go, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all, all that I have commanded you. I'm going to repeat that again. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Now, the thing that... Jesus said in Matthew 12, um, no, sorry, Matthew 10 Mm -hmm. to the 12 disciples was a command. Yeah. And so he's reminding them again at the Great Commission to actually teach others all that he's commanded them as they are making disciples. And then I guess if we even think about what does it even mean to be a disciple, a disciple is someone who is trained to be exactly like the teacher. And who is the teacher? That's Jesus. We're meant to look exactly like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Jesus lived a naturally supernatural lifestyle. Well, today in particular, um, we wanted to go into, if you haven't guessed already, hearing God's voice um, and the gift of prophecy. Yeah, love, we love the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy. Um, and you're overflowing with testimonies, Jade. <laughs> well, you too. Yeah, so I was wondering if you could share... Um, just one about the gift of prophecy, like a prophetic word. Okay, like what's the context? Prophecy, do you mean just like in general or at church or outside outside of the church? Or? Make, make it interesting, outside of church. Outside of mm. church. Okay, let me have a think. Well, uh, a fun one, I suppose, um, you know, at our church, you know, we actually head to the streets um, on Friday evenings and we outreach to the homeless. Mm-hmm. And so on one of these outreaches I went on, I ended up chatting to this awesome man, and he, Brandon, 
and you know he was actually not super keen to talk to us at first because you know we, we're armed with cookies and hot chocolates and coffee and we're trying to just like relationally get to know them hear their story pray for them share about jesus but he he just didn't want people to be in his space he was happy to just sort of you know do his own thing and as we were talking to him a thought popped into my head like the voice of god uh, just showed me that he had perhaps just had a really really bad argument with his dad and um, was in a financially difficult position and actually has his own family he needs to provide for but just this anger and um, even just being mad at himself has resulted in just being on the street Um, and so I just asked him a question I'm like hey this may sound strange Brandon but I'm just wondering if perhaps you did you recently have an argument with your dad and just uh, in a tight spot with finances in particular needing to provide for your own family and you're just having and you're just feeling just so mad but in particular mad at yourself and it was wild he just like he was so hard but then he just sort of suddenly teared up and he's like yeah, um, how do you know that? And I noticed that on his knuckles was the word um, love. And I felt Holy Spirit draw my attention in. And so I was like, I I said, hey, I, you know, we, we are believers, I'm a believer. And, and I believe like, Jesus sent us here for a reason. It's not an accident. And I'm noticing your tattoo says love. And I felt, and I, and I felt Jesus tell me this about you because he wants you to know you don't need to be mad at yourself. Mm-hmm. And he loves you. And in fact, the Father of Heaven actually does love you and is for you. And he just wants you to sort of give him the anger that you feel. Just to not be angry at yourself. Mm-hmm. Not be angry at your your dad. This is someone on the street. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the same time, I suddenly felt like there was pain in his back. Oh. And I was like, and by the way, do you have pain in your back? And then he was like, he was like tearing up, really like absorbing what I was saying. And then at the same time being like, yes, how did you know about this pain in my back? And again, I just let him know that Jesus is here. He loves you. And I just felt like he was showing me that you have really bad pain in your back. And in fact, that's why you haven't been able to go to work, mm-hmm. um, which is causing that stress financially. Um, can we pray for you? And because I've seen Jesus heal people and he's here, he loves you and he wants to heal you. And so he, he actually let us lay hands on his back. We just did a quick prayer, um, commanded all the pain to go and the pain left. Like he wow. couldn't, he said he couldn't touch the, his toes before and like he bent over, touched his toe. He felt his, uh, you know, um, all that pain go. And then we said, can we actually also pray for you about your relationship with your dad and your family and just, bless you because jesus loves you so much he died on the cross for you and, mm. and so yeah he continues to just let us pray for him wow, and so he beautiful. opened up his heart to the lord yeah it was just wild and and it's so beautiful like that's what i love about the gift of prophecy being able to 
um, invite people into a direct encounter yeah. with the heart of a good, good father, that he knows them, he sees them, he loves them, he celebrates them, and he wants good for them, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was just such a... That's the fruit of prophecy. Amen. Yes. Right? You know, it's not an agenda. It's not fortune-telling. No. It's not, it's like, it's not, it's not a psychic type No. Move at all no it's it, it releases freedom and an encounter like you said and the heart of the father yeah. you know and it makes it's just and it's such a fun way to share the gospel mm. you see the biggest tough nuts you know like <laughs> the the, the yeah. biggest aussies who are like tough and she'll be right and all that and then they just get melted yeah by the father's <laughs> the father is so good yeah. but you i know you have some wild stories too renee so uh, why don't you share, like, and same thing, why don't you share the gift of prophecy outside the four walls of the church in action outside the four through walls. you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I still feel like I'm still developing in this area, doing it outside of the church. Um, but uh, just when you open yourself up to be a vessel. Yes. And, like, Jesus meets you right there because there's people out there who – who need Jesus. <laughs> he yeah. brings them to you. And if you're an open, clean vessel, like off you go. Amen. Um, one of the biggest stories that was, um, my sister got married back in January oh, and she, yeah. yay, good job, Chloe. Um, <laughs> she had a hen's party the week before and, you know, I'm going to just hang out with the girls, have a few drinks, <laughs> have some dancing and just make some good memories and celebrate my sister. And some of her friends are Christian. Some of them kind of have walked away from God actually so like they were over there to like witness like me just like get these words wow. of knowledge for these people um so not necessarily Wait, said word yeah of knowledge. word of Sorry. knowledge what? yeah like, we said prophecy we said word of knowledge what yep. is word of knowledge word of knowledge is like when you find out a fact about their life about yes. someone's life like something that God knows about them but yes. you don't necessarily know about them yes. at all yeah. Um, okay. So it feels like a risk a lot of the time. Yes, yeah, because <laughs> like, it's like a clear right or wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you can get words of knowledge from like as like a vision or a word. It's not yeah. necessarily because it's a word of knowledge doesn't necessarily mean it's a word. Um, and so this evening, like, I will go into the restaurant just mm-hmm. to like enjoy. But as we're walking into the restaurant, <laughs> I don't. This doesn't happen often, but I got this <laughs> random image of someone's ears exploding. Um, I don't know why God speaks to me in very graphic visions. I think it's to get my attention, to be honest. But I I was chatting to one of the bartenders at this karaoke bar. And I was like, does anyone here have ear pain? (laughs) And I just, I was like, you know what? What do I have to lose? And this young bartender is like maybe 22. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I like lost like. I can't remember. I think it was 30% of his hearing in one of his ears oh, wow. um, when he was 15. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, and he's told me, like, how he's just learned to live with it and, yeah. you know, working in a bar doesn't really help. Yeah. <laughs> and I just shared, like, God's heart for him. And I felt like he grew up in a Christian school, a Christian home, and I asked him about it. I can't remember his name. I think it was Aaron. It was Aaron. Yes. And then I was talking about, like, the biblical yeah like application to, with Aaron and and I just was like can I pray for you and he was like yeah sure <laughs> yeah and I could tell he was shook yeah like he was shook because he yeah. was like 
I remember it, it touched him and he wanted to keep chatting after that. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. So that was part one of the night. And then, you know, at this club and I was like really tired by that point in the night, I was ready to go home. But this one um, female bartender was highlighted to me. I was like, okay, God, what do you want me to say to her? And I had the name Tanya. And then I felt God say, like, she has a gift of writing. Yeah. And then I felt God also say, I heard every prayer she prayed as a kid. And I'm kind of, like, hesitant. I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, a busy night. I'm tired. But then I, I also just had this impression. God was like, Renee, I I need you to go for it. Yeah. Like, because I can be quite polite and very, yes. like, considerate when I'm out in public, not at church. Right. Yeah. You know, I find, like, oh. Maybe it's fear of projection sometimes, but I don't want to come across weird, you know? Yeah, sure. I just, I'm very considerate and let it kind of organically open in conversation. And I suppose that's why at our ministry school, we have a phrase, let's do awkward well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because it's uncomfortable, but, you know, when we push past that line of awkwardness, you know, like Peter stepping out of the boat, yeah. it's awkward. It's It makes it's much super more logical awkward. sense safe to be in the boat but it's weird to like get out where you know and he's been a fisherman his whole life like for a long time of his life sorry and so he knows that he'll sink yeah and yet it's awkward and he does it anyway in the miracle yeah happens. Yeah, yeah totally so well done you're about to tell me so you got over <laughs> your awkwardness and you got to speak to this girl I waited at the bar for a glass of water for ages until she finally came to me and I was like hi <laughs> um this might sound random, but this, what's your name? And she was like, Melanie. I'm like, oh, okay. Does the name Tanya mean anything to you? And she goes, my mom's name's Tanya. Yeah, and I was like, well done. Whoa. Oh my gosh, okay, keep going. And I was like, God wants you to know tonight that you have a gift of writing. Yeah. Do you like writing? And yeah. she was like, oh, I guess. I was in English honors class in yes, high school, you know? On. And I was yes. like, keep writing because God wants to speak to you more. I just went in, that you know? I don't really care how awkward it was because she was listening, you know? She was like, whoa. And then I also just went, did you go to a Christian school? And she went, yeah. And I said, yeah. You know, God wants you to know that he heard every prayer you prayed as a kid. And he's going to keep speaking to you if you just cry out to him. So I'm ah. That is it awesome. blows me away, but it's like all that time spent like building up the courage to go and talk to her. I also was building up like God's heart for her. Yes. You know, whoever this girl was behind the bar, whatever she was going through that night, I'm like, and that the fact awesome. that we weren't actually supposed to go to that bar. That's great. Like that was not in the hen's night plan. Jade, how would you say someone starts hearing God's voice? Like can all believers hear God's voice? Yeah, I, I actually, this is one of the most top questions that yeah. our students ask. That's why um, I asked. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, I believe we can all, all believers can hear God's voice. And actually, like, you do hear sometimes non Christians hearing God's voice, and somehow they're led to church through that way. But yes, all believers can hear God's voice. Why? Like, well, firstly, we have a good, good father, right? Yeah. And it says in, you know, Joel 2, Acts 2, that Two, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and all sons and daughters shall prophesy and men dream dreams. And so that is a prophetic promise that did already happen after Jesus ascended mm. and his spirit came upon us. Yeah. And then there's so many teachings about this too. Like in 1 Corinthians 14, you will read like Paul's writing, 
earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. And he's like, you may all prophesy is another part of that same chapter. And you may all prophesy. You may all prophesy. And God, like if we believe that God is a good, good father, a good father will not ask us to do something we can't do. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, you know, even Jesus himself, he talks about himself as the good, good shepherd in John chapter 10. And he says, my sheep will hear my voice, mm-hmm. you know. And and so 100% as believers, born again, baptized with the Holy Spirit, you know, the Spirit is in you and that's why we believe that, yes, we can also then have access to these gifts, these gifts that have been poured out to us and listed in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12. Yeah. Now, in Romans 12, you talked about, like, how does someone start hearing God's voice? Well, actually, is it's faith because yeah. these are spiritual gifts. Yeah. These are gifts from God. And so a gift needs to be received, and we receive it by believing. And then our beliefs then drive our actions. So, so, you know, faith without works is dead. Why? Yeah. Because you actually have to believe and then you actually do what you yeah. believe. And so, it's a cycle. right? So Romans 12, it's like prophesy to the measure of faith that you have. Like, and so spiritual gifts, again, they're accessed through faith. And every newborn believer is a newborn baby Christian, a newborn new creation and so like any baby, you're born with all these skills. Like every baby is born with the ability to ride a bike. Every yeah. baby is born with the ability to write or to jump or to sing. But they need to be taught and they need to have opportunities to do those skills and get strong at it. And so and this is the same with spiritual gifts, spiritual skills and giftings. And so, you know, as new creation, we need to be taught how to prophesy. We need to be actively using that gift, using that muscle, because any muscle, even in a natural, like if you don't use that muscle, it will disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess that's I guess that's what we do at our, our ministry school, as you would know too. Yeah, like we get taught. Building muscles. It's a gym. It's a spiritual gym. <laughs> Amen. Spiritual like we, gym. we are taught from the Bible. We are modeled the spiritual gifts and then you know we're given opportunities like so many times that you've gone to our healing tents or mm-hmm. onto the mission field or different places where you've been able to use the gifts of God yeah and do it together and support like never ever felt alone yeah when we were called to step out even if we did something like outside of class we'd always share it in our group chat and like spur each other on like yeah, yeah. so never alone so I guess to make sure I've answered that question, you said, how does someone start hearing God's voice? It is firstly through faith. Yeah. And then, of course, surround yourself with people who can mentor you in that space or, you know, find opportunities where you can actually use your faith. Yeah. You know, step out in your faith. Yeah. I think I'm going to start wrapping up now. just want to leave uh, the listeners with a few questions to ponder on um, before they come back for our next podcast <laughs> yeah what are, what's coming up what are some questions you think we'll answer I guess the first one would be like really just asking yourself why does growing in the gift of prophecy even matter yeah or why don't we just one. why do you leave it to the prophets you know but why and for you is it important why does it matter mm-hmm. that's true because so many believers is like well we're saved we're sharing the gospel 
may or may not be, but we're a good person. Like, isn't that enough? So that's a great question. Love it, Renee. Yeah, it's good. Another one, which um, I've definitely asked before. Uh, how do you know if you're hearing God's voice, your voice, or the devil's voice? Um, another question, similar to the other one. What is a flesh word versus a God word? Yeah, I love that. Sometimes it's sneaky. Um, they find sometimes if spiritually you're walking, it feels a bit unhealthy or mm-hmm. um, just not really rooted in community or slowly missing time with Jesus, just yeah, letting I mean, the busyness of life catch up on you. like 100%. And I think just... For quick summary, flesh versus spirit led, like a flesh, you know, Galatians tells us what it's like to be walking by the flesh. You're like really walking driven by desires and needs and your soul. And so sometimes people can prophesy out of that instead of actually what did God say? Yeah. And so that's a really big topic and I love that topic. And one of my pet peeves as well when I do see people like wrongly prophesying from their flesh and causing a lot of damage. So I do think we should chat about that, which is important. Yeah. 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 Well, um, why don't we actually maybe even just close in prayer? We discussed a whole bunch of things and we shared some fun testimonies. And I really believe in the power of testimony to plant seeds and build faith so that others can also then walk in this because it's for everyone. Let's just close in prayer and impart the gift of prophecy to our awesome listeners yeah definitely jesus we love you you are the lover of our soul you are the king of kings you are glorious you are beautiful you are the morning (laughs) star you are victorious and i thank you that you invite us to be seated in heavenly places with you as it says in Ephesians one and we thank you jesus that you are raised and ascended but also have given us as your body your hands and feet your church your bride power and you've given us gifts including the gift of prophecy the gift of hearing your voice knowing it sensing it feeling it um, beyond just the words that we read in the bible like we can actually hear you now so even right now we just we just fan into flame this hunger that our listeners may be feeling this hunger to grow in the gift of prophecy this hunger to grow in hearing your voice this hunger of being naturally supernatural and what we just say we just open up the the doors lord for them to receive and to move in mighty faith to move in boldness and to to see god that this gift is for them and is part of their birthright and inheritance through you. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So good. Yeah. I also got a word for everyone listening. Um, I got the word willingness. Wow. And I feel like it has to do with God's will. And then also like um, us just pursuing God's heart and his will. So I just encourage you all like as you go into this, next week and you're pondering gift of prophecy and even stepping out and um letting god meet you in that space like you can't miss you can't miss his will if you tune into it so it's so just stay willing stay open wow because he's a good good father as we've talked about today and wow wow 
he's he's opening doors he's opening doors not you he's opening doors so just step through (laughs) it's your willingness to step through yeah and even as um you're saying that and I was praying before I feel like this is a word for listeners in general that this is a season God Jesus is inviting us to um you know the parables where he's inviting guests to the wedding so this is an invitation I feel like Jesus is inviting all believers to it's a season of being dream makers of God Mm. on earth yeah and so what that looks like is to actually catch the dreams that God has for our lives and then having faith courage boldness and complete surrenderedness to Jesus yes. to actually partner with him to make his dreams come true on earth and I feel like people are gonna find as they're leaning closer into him that they're gonna experience greater hope yeah. than ever before and they're gonna things are gonna come alive in their hearts in a new way even the dreams that they have in their hearts are actually from the Lord is suddenly going to be fruitful and life-giving and not something to be ashamed of, but, you know, that is actually something he wants to partner with each of them, each of us individually to reveal him on this earth. Yeah. Yeah. So a season of becoming dream makers for God. Yes. Excited for that time ahead. So exciting. (laughs) Living naturally, supernatural. Naturally. Never boring. (laughs) That's right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this first pilot episode of Naturally Supernatural. Subscribe or tune in again next time to learn why prophecy matters, how to discern between God's voice and the devil's, the difference between a flesh word versus a Holy Spirit word, and many more stories on the supernatural life walking with Holy Spirit. Be richly blessed. See you next time.